Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. There he goes, finally off to work. You know, it's been six months since his accident. He just got his new bike, was going to take it for a spin around the block. Some idiot looking at his phone ran a stoplight and plowed right into him. Steve was hurt pretty bad. Thank goodness he was wearing a helmet. And thank goodness for Schmidt Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at KansasCityLawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is Randy Two-Toed Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri. Now, I just want to clarify. I don't know why I said two-toes because... I've never seen your toes. Pretty sure I don't want to. So, you know. Yeah. What's shaking, bacon? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's still the seventh circle of hell out there with the oh, heat. And then in our area, they're repaving the highways, as you know. Oh, my Not Lord. Not only is it a bitch to get around, but it's extra, <laughs> extra hot. Yes, yes. It just It's like Satan's asshole in this area yeah, right Nothing now. like riding on fresh black tar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what you want. Right now they're in front of my shop. So for the past week, week and a half, it's just been a cluster getting stuff in and out of my shop. Wow. It's, it's just been stupid. I know it's the nature of the beast. Everything takes progression, but at the same time, I'm like, to their credit, around, they're guys. getting through it pretty quick. They do a long stretch in a day. Not quick enough. Not but quick yes. enough. Get the hell out of our backyard. Get off <laughs> yes. my porch. Yes. So Randy, you still have that let's roll motorcycle dolly, I take it? Oh shit, dude. Tell me, what's the latest update? (laughs) I'm using it for everything. Currently, right now, it's being used to hold up a Polaris Razor 1000. Really? No shit. (laughs) I had to do a front differential swap, and I have the whole front end taken off of it. I'm like, shit, I need to be able to move this thing around. How am I going to do that? I mean, they take up a lot of space in my shop. So I cribbed it up and set the freaking front end of that Polaris onto it. Now I can roll it around and move it with ease. Um, up until then I had a big dog chopper sitting so on So a lot it. of people don't realize that's a big quad. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a big machine for sure. Nonetheless. And it's, so hoist- when I was in there the other day and that thing was hoisted up off the ground, is that what it was sitting on? Yes, actually it was, it was the front end was sitting on that and that lets me be able to push it forward, push it backwards, obviously spin I've got- it around. Well, that's the thing. Like that machine is so large and the, the dolly's not used for that. 
it's it's let me be able to roll it back and forth so I can move it and open up one of the lifts I'm working with. And it then, just goes to show there are a lot of applications you can use that you oh might man. have thought about before. Yeah, the sky's the limit on that. The framework is holding up great underneath the little bit extra weight, which it may not be that much extra weight compared to a Harley Touring bike. But this is what pisses me off about most jacks is they can lift a freaking a Polaris Razor or a... 1200 pound Harley ultra classic, but they won't roll over a zip tie. It just right. baffles me, but this rolls over everything. Stupid, easy to move, very smooth rolling capabilities underweight. So yeah, man, like hats off boys. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to check one out, you can go to ozarkrides.com and you'll see right there on the homepage, a link to having a video about it and learning everything you need to know about it. Uh, highly recommending everybody ought to have one if they do any kind of work on their own bike. Oh yeah, for sure. Or if they store it. Yeah. If, yeah. If all you want to do is in the winter, you just store it, jack it up, roll it out to the side or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, you literally don't keep have the to weight have, off the tires. Exactly. And you have to have zero space. If your bike will fit in the space, this dolly works great. Yeah. It doesn't extend out beyond the bike. Not very much for sure. And the ability to just push it sideways, frontwards, backwards, spin it all the way around, whatever you want to do with it. Like it, the hold, do. it holds up great, especially if you're the guy that loves to clean his bike and get into all the little nooks and crannies. Like it, it's amazing to be able to get it up off the ground, have the wheels be able to spin. I, you know, I do maintenance stuff on it too. Like when I have to do fork conversions or rebuild forks, it ain't shit for me to put one of those on that dolly, be able to tear the whole front end off and let it sit there with confidence. Oh, yeah. It's stable. You don't have to strap yes. it down. Yes. It's so wide that, you know, when you think about taking a back wheel off or a whole front end off, the weight is now going to be unbalanced, right? Right. But no, you center it on the frame, set it down, and she's rock steady. Cool. Plus, it's an American-made product, and that's not something you see a lot anymore. Yeah. So check it out at OzarkRides.com. I wanted to talk a little bit about something. I read an article here recently. When did uh, you learn to read? Uh, it's two weeks ago, but I'm taking to it pretty quick. Ah. Yeah. So the, well, the title of the article said, The American Muscle Motorcycle That's Rivaling Harley-Davidson in a Big Way. Of course, that caught my attention. Yeah, yeah of course it did. So, you know, I've got to look at it. And then I, they had a picture here, and the engine looks like an Indian engine. It's because it is. Well, sort of. It's based on an Indian engine, and then they went through and... They've modified an Indian pickled engine. Pickled it, yes. yeah. So I turned this on to you and said, have a look at this, what you think? And it, the, the company is called um, Audet Velos. I've yeah. never heard of them, had you? No, not until this article. That's a wicked-looking motorcycle. If you're looking for something with a lot of giddy-up... It's sick. And some, you know, sick. kind of suck your nuts back up into the socket. <laughs> yeah, they might. It'll, it'll be a bike that makes you feel alive. Well, at the price point that they have on it, it mm. better make you feel alive. That's the thing. You know, the headline gets you. It's rivaling Indian and rivaling Harley Davidson. It put Basically, it makes you feel, oh, it's going to make them go out of business. Cool. What's it about? Let me see it. What it is, is it's one dude got the idea. He wants to make a motorcycle that is just hands down, bare bones, badass all the way through. Yeah. And American made. Yes. Very cool. I'm 100% for trying. Yes, yes. Put a lot of effort, a lot of energy into this. Produced an amazing motorcycle. 
Now, here's the part that I'm like, rivaling anybody? Bullshit. Well, when I saw the rivaling part, I, the first thought came to my mind was like one of those studies, uh, you know, we've done a study and we found that uh, drinking Coca-Cola, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and then you find out sponsored and funded by the Pepsi-Cola company. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's kind of the way I look at it. So here's how I say it ain't going to rival shit. Granted, let me let me back up and say this. And these are one-at-time motorcycles. They're not a factory. Yeah. They're made to order. Yeah. You're talking about a four-month build time on average. Okay. Nobody wants to wait a week to get their new motorcycle. No, now you're don't. asking them to make, wait four months. Then if you dive into the article a little bit, they want you to go to a physical therapist so that they know when they're building your motorcycle that it's 100% tailor fit to you. That's uh, a caveat. I think that's amazing. You know, if you're spending that kind of money, some bitch better well, feel like a golden goose. Well, you kind of want that goose. level of yes. uh, service. Exactly. Flip side of that is, is it's like, all right, I've got to go jump through all these hoops to get this bike made, wait forever, and then still shell out a minimum of like ninety four, ninety five thousand dollars for this bike. Yeah. That truth be told, and it got me thinking. Also, this is a naked bike. You know, there's one seat. You're up over the top of it. Granted, I'm sure it handles amazing, and it makes it better. a shit ton of power. Like, it's it's it close to making the amount of power, power that the yeah. Pan America makes. You're talking 140, 150 horsepower. That's awesome. All that is super, super great. It's 164 pounds of torque Yeah, I mean, on a bike that weighs only 480 pounds or something like that. I don't even think it's that. I think it's like so, 460 or something like that. Yeah. But still... This is called an attention getter. Oh, yeah. That bike would be an absolute just blast to rip. So then it got me thinking about, all right, well, what's what's hot right now? What is the number one motorcycle that people are looking for and buying? And I have a hard time believing that right now a naked, go-fast, highly, highly expensive bike is what everybody's looking for. I don't even know what the number one bike is everybody wants now because I don't like people. So therefore, yeah. I don't try to spend time finding out what people like. Right. You know, if you ask me. Is it touring? I really do think it's a touring bike. I really do. With the amount of people that are coming through. The, no, I really think that it's demographical. But in our area right now, a touring bike is what everybody's looking for and what everybody wants. Now, granted, they want it to make power. But they also want to be able to go and get out of out of this area and, you know, go somewhere cool in America where it's really scenic and go on all these big epic rides this is not a bike that you're going to be doing that on no so that's where i mean i think it's absolutely amazing the bike is super rad if you really look at what he's done as far as his engineering the alloys he's used to make the bike man it's freaking yeah in no way are we implying that this is a crap bike no i mean if i'm stupid rich and i don't know what to do with my (laughs) money i'd have one Oh yeah, for de- no no doubts about it. And it very very attractive looking motorcycle. Oh yeah, well it's got an Indian motor sort of. Yeah. So, I mean that. Say well, what you will, that's a good looking motor. Yeah, and you say sort of. It is an Indian engine, but they've gone through and most like like everybody else, you know, you go big bores, cams, all this stuff. Right. That's what they've done. Yeah. What I mean to imply is it's not right off the factory floor. No. I mean they, they work they them over to it. make power. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it's an Indian power plant just redesigned by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. In fact, Mr. the Hyatt only type. motorcycle right now that is uh, outpowering it, the the bigger b- bike, is the uh, the Triumph Rocket 3R. <laughs> Which is a massive engine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's big-ass engine, heavyweight. It, it's no replacement for displacement. 
Um, this Audette motor is like an 1818 or whatever they use in this well, Thunderstrokes. Yeah, but the, after they're done with it, I was just reading here, it's a 2064. Yeah, yeah. That's a big bike. It's a big motor anyway. Huge. And I can't believe that the whole bike curb weight is only like 460s or 480s, whatever it was. I was just scrolling down here. 467 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's a full load, meaning uh, with the fuel. Mm-hmm. That's Sportster weight, fellas. Yeah. And with that kind of power, yeah. Holy shit. If you had hemorrhoids, you won't anymore. Yeah. Those suckers will escape yeah. and suck right hurry. back up your ass. In a hurry. So I You g- see how I used it in terms that you understand? <laughs> you little hemorrhoid. <laughs> but look the article up, read about it. If you guys are listening to this, like the bike is absolutely sick. I just hate the headline and I hate the the kind of preface that, hey, this is going to be a bike that, you know, puts Harley out or puts well, in. it's the kind of headline that says, okay, machine. I'll read this, which is what yeah, they wanted in exactly, the first place. Exactly. Prove it. But, you yeah, know, yeah. I'd like to have it. Oh, yeah, man. I just absolutely love the aesthetics of it, the rider position. Now, granted, I've not been on one or seen one or anything, but it just looks like it is, you know, form fit to just be a brawler. You know, something I thought was very, very interesting. And you kinda... need somebody to bring it into your shop and say, I need new tires. Can you put these on? And <laughs> yes. then you can test yes, right. exactly. That's what I need. But what I was getting at was I absolutely love the idea because this guy feels the same way I do. He's like, you know what? F all this rider aid bullshit, you know, all the tech, all the hill assist, ABS, cruise control, infotainment centers, all that excess bull crap. Throttle, clutch, and brake, and he figures that's all you need. Exactly, and I absolutely think that is sick. Like, I I dig it. I've been saying that for years that, you know, Harley, Indian, all the big manufacturers, they're looking to appease such a wide variety of people. Uh You know, you got to get the younger generation. you got to get the older generation, the in-betweeners, the novices, the well-experienced. And how how do you hit such a large market without offering such a wide variety of stuff? Well, this guy is basically like, you either love it or you hate it, but it ain't for everybody. And this is what exactly what you get. You get a high, high quality build, tailor fit to you like it's blue suede shoes, and it's going to freaking rip. And if you're into that, we'll pony up a big, big paycheck and, and yeah, we'll make it happen. That's exactly right. So what else has been going on with you that you feel like needs to be expressed in an open <laughs> forum such as this? Oh, man, you don't want to hear what my bitches are. I do. The I, whole world is waiting with breath of anticipation to find out what's got you pissed off. Fucking all the time. Man, it's this, I call it the uh, me first generation. And you would be absolutely blown away that it is not the young kids. It is not the young kids that got me so damn irritated. I wouldn't have guessed that. No, it's the 40 to 60 year old somethings that are absolutely pissing my ass off right now. They come in the shop and they think that they're the cat's meow and they can see. Well, you're speaking generically, of course, not your shop. You've heard stories. (laughs) No. Not not your customers. You know, F around. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to shy away from anything. It is in my shop right now that is pissing me off so bad with... You come in and you try to get something scheduled and I'm like, all right, hey, this is what the schedule is. I've already, this is freaking the end of July and I've already booked out into September. Okay. Don't be a freaking pansy ass prick and expect me to do all the shit that you've been holding off for. And now last minute, try to prepare 
for a trip you got in two weeks and then have to get you in right now, right, you know, on the spot, do yours and yours only. You know, I've got a large customer base and I, and everybody around here knows damn well that you're a one man shop. Yeah. I mean, you've got a trained monkey to help you, but (laughs) he's a trained monkey. (laughs) He's a trained monkey, but it's not like pulling into a, uh, you know, a big factory dealer somewhere in the city where they can get a number of people working on it. You know, that's what pisses me off too. Is like you go to a Harley dealership or an Indian dealership or Kawasaki or whatever, and they stay true to a schedule. They're like, no, the first available date we have is five weeks out. You can either take that date or piss off. And I'm not that way. You know, I'm like, all right, shit. You know, my first available dates like right now for bigger repairs is September 8th is what my first available date is. That's a long ways away. Now you come in, you're like, Hey man, I just need a set of tires put on. What do I do? I work late. I work extra. I stack it on my schedule, get it in and get it out as fast as I can to keep people riding. What's pissing me off is the lack of appreciation for people willing to work for you and work with you and help you get your stuff. So the one that's got me so irritated, there's two different ones and it, it, they play, they play hand in hand on me. So I get a guy that wants to come in and he has to have this new set of wheels and everything put on and it's a Harley, which I love. Okay. But what he's putting on it is cheap ass Chinese wheels. So right there, I'm a little bit irritated, kind of like, ah, this is kind of blasphemy, but you know, whatever it is, what you want. So he calls me up and he says, Hey, you know, I'd like to get these, I'd like to get scheduled. I just need to put a new wheel with a new tire on the front, take the old off. It's a 21 went from 16 and then put this new wheel on the back with my old tire that I'm taking off onto there. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that's not a big deal. It'll be just like a mountain balance for the both of them. Uh-huh. It's going to be dirt ash cheap. I said, bring it in and drop it off on this date, which it was like a, a Wednesday, I think is what it was. Maybe it was maybe in Thursday. And I said, I will try to get it done as soon as I can. But, you know, and I showed him the schedule. I'm like, I'm booked up. I close at five. And I said, I'm really booked up till about six o'clock every single night the rest of this week. But, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Try to get you through. It's just a quick swap out. No big deal. Put the tire on the first wheel. Take his old one off. It doesn't fit. These cheap Chinese wheels have a narrower hub spacing. So now I've got to space the front wheel to try to get it aligned up. And then once it's lined up because the hubs are narrow, now I have to try to space the caliper. So then I I get all that done. Pain in the ass. Kind of precise. Get it done. That's about 8 o'clock the first night. He calls me bright, like freaking 9 o'clock the next morning. Hey, is it done yet? I said, no. Why would it be? You know, I, I told you I'll call you as soon as it's ready. I said, hey, well, I'm having some issues. These wheels don't fit like you said that they were supposed to fit. It's not a direct swap out. He says, well, they should be. I'm like, well, they're not. You know, I've had to do this and this and this. All right, well, you know, just let me know. And I'm like, well, that's the, that's the plan. Yes, I'll let you know. Work my ass off all day till about seven o'clock the next day. End up staying up at the shop till about 10 or 11 o'clock that night, getting two other guys' bikes put up and put out and get them finished up. Start on it, come in early, start on it the next day, move on to the back wheel. Lo and behold, spacing's way off. Well, on the back of that, I have to space the pulley, the left side of the wheel, the right side of the wheel, the brake caliper, and the right side of the brake caliper bracket, all the fit. So you're talking about roughly four or five different space spots to space. 
and I have to go through and might, you know, mic it all, figure all the exact spacing out. So I start on it early, get part of the way through, start working on my regular schedule. No shit. This guy calls me again. Hey, is it done? And again, I'm like, dude, no, it's not done. Doesn't listen well. Yeah. I told you I will call you. I also told you that I am full up till six o'clock every night this week. It's going to be a long shot that I get you done. And what you're asking me to do for the amount of money that you think it's going to be is stay till, you know, 10, 11 o'clock every night, whatever it is. So again, no appreciation. So I'm starting to get irritated. So this was just yesterday. Calls me first thing in the morning. And I'm like, dude, no, it's not fucking done. I am not ready to call you and tell you it's done. So, I didn't, which I didn't say that entirely in my mind. You know, I'm trying to be a good business guy. Calls me two more times that day. Now, granted, I don't know if anyone could grasp this concept, but yesterday on a Saturday, I done 11 tire changes, two services, redid the back end of a Husqvarna for tail light assemblies, fixed a front light, and fixed a fuel pump on a sport bike, which isn't always easy, along with cleaning the carbs, and done another thermostat, clutch lever, and oil change on another sport bike. Is he mentally handicapped? I don't know. He's just, again, I have to have what I want. I don't give a shit what you have to do. And, oh, by the way, I don't want to pay anything for it. So I guess the long way around this bitch is, you know, if you're taking your stuff to a shop, freaking have a little bit of common courtesy, have a little respect, have a little understanding that you're not the only swinging dick out there. So you're not the only person, you know, most shops, if they're anything like mine, you're worried about your one motorcycle in my shop. I'm worried about the 60 other motorcycles and side-by-sides and ATVs and dirt bikes that are in my shop. So... Stop being spoiled-ass bitches. And you wonder why I hate people. Yeah. Plan ahead. At the very least, just plan ahead. You know you got a ride coming up. Like, I'm getting a bunch of bikes ready for Sturgis already. If you're going to go to Sturgis, don't wait till the week before Sturgis to get bars, to get wheels, to get tires, to get a service, to get exhaust. Don't. That doesn't make any kind of sense. No. I love the motorcycling community, but I freaking hate it in the same time because... Not everybody is the same, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to cause a little issues, but if you're a freaking motorcyclist, you don't do that shit. You don't do that stuff to other people. You don't do that stuff to other, you know, your mechanic, if you're taking it to a mechanic. It's it's, it's not rocket science. It's just the, the age-old adage that's been around longer than I have. If you don't mm-hmm. want it done to you, then don't yeah. do it to somebody else. So here's the last part of that. I call this dude... It was like 5.30 or 6 o'clock. I, cl- I close at 5. My shop shuts down at 5. I call him. It was like, I can't remember if it was 5.30 or 6, closer to 6. I call him and say, hey, man, we got an issue. And he says, yeah, is it not ready? And I said, no. The issue is I've spent all this time spacing, and you told me these were direct replacements, and you've got an 18-inch rear wheel for your 16-inch tire. Well, it shouldn't be. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what it should or should not be. That's not what it is. I said, I'm going to have to get a new tire. And of course, again, he wants the absolute cheapest tire you can possibly get. So he's stupid. So I, I'm like, hey, man, this is what my car is. And this is, is a Harley? Yes. You got to know a Harley doesn't, you don't go cheap. You don't go cheap on anything. In no, but it's, but particularly a Harley is not a budget bike. No, uh, you would not. That's what I mean to say. Yeah. You should you know, know that. You pay enough money for a Harley. 
if you can't afford to service it, maintain it, do anything to I it. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't own that bike. Yeah. But, you know, who am I to say what you can and can't own, whatever. But just, oh, I'm so sick and tired of the me, 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 me. Can't consider anything else. Did he finally get his else. bike? No. I told him. You this still was, have it. This was literally last night that I oh, had Oh, last to do night. This. Yeah. Okay. So I call him and I tell him I can get you this tire at this price. And he says, well, that's not much more than I can get it over the internet. So you, you know, I understand you got to make a dollar. I guess go ahead. It's already there. How much longer do you think it's going to be? And I'm like, first of all, I don't charge markup on parts. Second of all, I don't buy Amazon and eBay shit for your stuff. Well, I buy through quality places. You know, I buy quality as best quality as I can. You know, your tire. Yeah. Someone else can wholesale it on these third-party internet sites and you might be able to get it cheaper but i don't charge markup i am literally ordering your tire right now at 6 30 on a saturday night this freaking order isn't even going to go going to go through until monday and then i have to wait for that to show up and it's not oh another thing he was like well you don't have that tire in stock and i'm like no i don't this is an odd size like it's not a standard size tire that everything has right now so yeah i have to order it so anyway, that's my bitch. That's don't you feel better getting that weight off your shoulders? <laughs> no, not particularly because I could probably go into depths on a lot more other stuff. He's just a, uh, a, a sample of what you have to yeah. endure. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to sound like I'm a, we're going to read about you in the police lineup soon, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. They're going to be saying he was a quiet guy. Yeah. He Until he wasn't. Yeah. It's one of those things, and I, I freaking hate even saying anything about the woes of being a business owner or being in the motorcycle community. You shouldn't, on the because every thing. owner and business, uh, regardless of the type of business, you've had to deal with that type of frustration. It's true. I 100% appreciate my customer base. I 100% appreciate the fact that, you know, I am that busy for a reason, and I don't want it to ever come off like oh, I'm just an asshole or I'm grumpy or I'm this or I'm that. But at the same time, what the fuck gives you the right to be an asshole to me because you didn't prepare, you didn't plan, and you can't deal with not being able to, I just want to ride my motorcycle for a couple of days, but I can't be an asshole back to you for you being a prick to me. You see what I'm saying? Like I do. When you own a business, everybody thinks, well, I can just say whatever I want to to him, but he's in business. He's not going to say anything to me because he'll lose customers. Well, you know what, mother truckers, I might be willing to lose a handful of the customers. I would much rather have a high quality group of customers as opposed to have quantity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the old adage, the customer is always right is bullshit. Yeah. Because the customer is not always right. There may be a time a long time ago where that was the case when people's uh, values and the way that they treated other people Mm -hmm. uh, was quite extraordinarily different than it is now yes but you know it's just gotten to be so much that you know well i it's what i want so you have to make it happen for me that's just how it is when i had my business i had a handful of times not often but i've had it happen where i have taken a loss because i finally said you know what fuck you and the yellow cat that drug your ass in take your shit go here's your money back I don't want to ever see you again. Yep. And it doesn't happen often, but 
Every now and then you get those people. It is true. That was when I first started my business. That was probably one of the harder lessons I had to learn. And my father-in-law, who owns a business, and mm-hmm. has been in business for quite a while, doing multiple different things. He says, the harder thing you're going to have to learn is there's some customers you just don't want. Yeah. And you'll never please. Yeah. He says, no matter you, what. you'll never please everybody. And, and my bad thing is that I want everybody to be happy. I will lose in order for you to feel contrite and happier. I mean, in order for you to feel satisfied with the transaction, I'll lose. Well, you're, you're willing to flex and bend a little bit yeah. when it's necessary. Yep. So, well, now that you've got that off your chest and you're going to walk out of <laughs> here another six or five inches off the ground because you feel light. Um, yeah. So it's a pretty day out. Not too hot. Too hot for me, but not too yeah. hot. I mean, you rode up here on Carter's Deluxe. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Without Carter. <laughs> that spoiled last little kid. <laughs> so are you going to go ride some more? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm going to ride it back. I got a little bit of business to take care of. Um, again, on a Sunday. Probably shouldn't be, but I'm going to. And then I think I'm going to take my wife out for a little afternoon run before the, the rain comes in, if it does. Yeah, I wish it would rain for a week solid. Oh, me too. Me too. This is what's stupid. And I've said this on here before, but a lot of guys will come in the shop and be like, hey, have you been riding? And I'm like, every day. I ride every single day. I'm like, oh, really? I said, yeah, I'll log more miles than you all year long. It's just never on my bike. It's always somebody else's, you know, test riding or doing whatever. Um, It's so freaking true that... All my motorcycles, the tags are expired on them. Yeah. I didn't even realize. I've been riding around expired tags. A couple of the bikes I ride don't even have license plates on them. But it's because I never get to ride my own shit. <laughs> That's true. Well, I think we'll just go ahead and wrap it up there. I like ending on a uh, bitchy note. <laughs> so it makes me feel better about myself. I guess, man. I guess. It's just... Uh... Sometimes well, it gets over the top. It's just life. It's part of life's journey. You can't get past that. Well, if you haven't been too annoyed by this podcast and you seem to enjoy it, uh, we sure would appreciate you going over to Patreon page and becoming a club member. It helps pay the bills and we sure do appreciate it. And uh, beyond that, check out our rides at OzarkRides.com. There's a ride on there for everybody. So until next time, we hope that you stay safe and keep it on two wheels.